in all the world, there's only one. This is the Growing Boulder Radio Show. Hey, welcome back, everybody. I'm Bill Schaefer, along with Mark Middleton, and we are delighted because our next guest, folks, is a freshman congressman who moved to Washington at the age of 50. And he didn't move quietly either because he wasted no time getting it going, starting to stir the pot a little bit. He's made some enemies. He's made some friends. But he has definitely been noticed. Yeah, he is all over the Internet making news, not just in Washington and Orlando, but coast to coast playing hardball with everyone from the Federal Reserve to Rush Limbaugh to Nancy Pelosi. Let's welcome Congressman Alan Grayson. Hello, Congressman. Hi. Hey, listen, there is so much to talk to you about, but but let's go back 20 years because we have dug this about you from the beginning. Over 20 years ago, you founded the Alliance for Aging Research. You've been an officer uh, for the Alliance ever, ever since. Aging issues are obviously a big concern of yours, and it's not just politically. You, you were, you were at, the, at, at the front of the pack 20 years ago. What led you to aging issues? Well, the recognition, even back then, that the baby boomers would eventually be dominating American politics, American society, American life, and that at some point we'd all grow old. Uh, And that's exactly what's happened. We're starting to see right now uh, the retirement of the baby boomers. Uh, There's going to be far more people uh, who are retired than ever before, and these are people who need uh, care. They need income. Uh, they need attention, and this is a social uh, phenomenon that I recognized uh, when I started the Alliance for Aging Research to improve their health, as you said, more than two decades ago. And you have complained openly about Medicare and its lack of coverage uh, for things that seniors need, hearing aids, glasses, dental work. Is that ever going to change? I think so. I, I think that people are beginning to understand the principle. The principle involved here is that when you make a commitment to senior citizens to take care of their health, there shouldn't be any exceptions. Uh, I'll, I'll give you an example, okay? Uh, my father, who died in the year 2000, uh, for the last two years of his life, he had a broken tooth right in the front, right, right in the front where people could see it. And uh, he, he never got it fixed. Uh, for two years, he was like that. He actually you know, kind of looked like a pirate. And I said to him, uh, Dad, you know, get your tooth fixed. I'll pay for it if you want. He said, no, no, and the government's promised to take care of me at my age, and I think they should take care of that, too. And uh, he was right. There's no reason why we should take care of, uh, of, of some health problems and not other health problems. It just doesn't make any sense. We've made a commitment to senior citizens. They've given decades and decades of their lives to make sure that society works and now it's time to pay that, that debt back. You know, talking about Medicare, you, you can even widen the issue to health care in general, and I know that this is an important issue to you. You've talked about this a lot. You've even said that, that you might not even be alive today if it wasn't for health care, but everybody says it's broke, it's got to be fixed. Are we too gridlocked ever to make that move? Is it just going to get worse and worse before it gets better? No, I'm really pleased to see the progress that's being made. I spoke to the the person who's in charge of our new health bill, Henry Waxman, about this a couple weeks ago, and he told me, among other things, that we're going to try really hard to eliminate the donut hole. Uh, That that spot in the middle right there where your initial benefits are exhausted and you have to pay full price for your drugs. Uh, He said that uh, if if we uh, get everybody to work together, including the drug companies, that donut hole might be gone. And that's going to be a tremendous boon for senior citizens. 
Uh, you know, we love the fact that you're into social media. You're, you're doing such a great job uh, of getting your message out in, in all of the, the different venues that are out there. In fact, a video of you questioning Federal Reserve Inspector General Elizabeth Coleman uh, about the trillions of dollars that has been lent by the Federal Reserve and where it went uh, has now gone viral on YouTube, over 1.5 million views. I was telling Bill on the way here, I, I watched that the other day, uh, and it was great to see the attorney at work. I mean, you were doing a brilliant cross-examination. It is settling, uh, unsettling, is it not, Congressman, that the Federal Reserve doesn't know and isn't tracking where all that money is? Well, sure. I mean, last September and October, we had a secret bailout that wasn't reported in any of the newspapers that nobody in Congress actually voted on, where the Federal Reserve handed out a trillion dollars to people. It's a trillion with a T, a trillion dollars to people without telling us who got the money. And I've been digging ever since to, to try to make sure that we find out and we're making a lot of progress. I took a bill that Ron Paul introduced in the year 1983, when I was still in law school, that's never passed to audit the Federal Reserve. And based upon that video and my talking to my colleagues on the Democratic side of the aisle, we got 57 Democrats already signed up for that bill. And now there's a majority of the House of Representatives who are actually co-sponsoring a bill to audit the Federal Reserve as a result of that video and the other things that we've done to shine this light on that dark hole called the Federal Reserve Bank of the United States. You know, there's there's one example already where you are a very unique guy as far as a uh, politician goes in Washington. Here, here you are in your freshman year, and you really have. You, you've made staunch supporters on both sides of the aisle, which, which has got to be surprising. And, and in some cases, you've ruffled some feathers on both sides of the aisle. Can you do that and survive when we have this you know, two-party system that seems to be so fractionalized now. Well, you're absolutely right about that. There's, there's more and more people, unfortunately, who see everything through the lens of, of the party, you know, Democrat, Republican, liberal, conservative, and, and you know, basically uh, my feeling is they're wrong. Uh, when, when I look at something, an issue, I ask myself, what's good government? What is it that's going to do the, the, the best for the, the greatest number of people? And those answers come pretty freely once you free yourself of this idea that everything is left or right or up or down or forward or backward. It's not all a matter of, of, of ideology. And I think that uh, we're making progress in showing that there is a right and a wrong. And unfortunately, we've seen uh, the, the power that advertising campaigns can have. And, and you now, Congressman, are a marked man. The National Republican Congressional Committee says it views you as one of its top targets. In fact, it's uh, actually the top target. The, the, <laughs> yes. Congratulations the top for that. Target. Out of 275 Democrats in the House of Representatives, I am the top target. And the reason for that is very simple. We're getting things done, and they don't like that. I was the first freshman out of 53 new members of Congress to pass a bill, and this wasn't a bill to rename a post office or to establish a committee. This is a bill to crack down on the bonuses that were being handed out with taxpayer money at taxpayer-owned banks. So they see that we're getting things done. We've gotten bills passed since then. Uh, we got, we got a, a really crucial bill uh, that was passed as part of the defense appropriations bill that nobody even noticed. <laughs> and this is a bill to end waste, fraud, and abuse in the Defense Department. We got it through on a voice vote. There wasn't even a recorded vote on it. Um, so what people are seeing, you know, that plus the $50 million National Hurricane Research Center that's going to be coming to Orlando uh, in 2012, people are seeing that we're getting things done. 
and that makes the other side very nervous. Hey, Congressman, we've just got about 45 seconds. We'd be remiss if we didn't talk to you about uh, growing bolder because you, sir, have done that. At 50 years old, a freshman congressman, uh, uh, what, what can we learn from you ab- about continuing to pursue your passion t- uh, to live your dream and to try to make a difference? You know, I honor my parents. Um, I, I take care of my children. Um, I think of all these issues in terms of what's right for them, uh, what's right for the, the people who have done so much for me in my life and the people who do so much for all of us. Um, that's, that, that's the right way in my mind to do this. This is why I spent 23 years of my life as an officer of the Alliance for Aging Research to pay back, to help people, to help the people who need it the most. Congressman Grayson, you're a fascinating guy, and frankly, there aren't enough fascinating guys that make up politics in Washington right now. We're going to keep an eye on you, buddy. Get out there and do what you think is right, all right? God bless you all. Thank you very much. Appreciate having him here. And you know, folks, whether you lean to the left or lean to the right, what you have to do is look for people that do have minds of their own and don't just go with what their party tells them to do. Kind of interesting to see how a guy coming up trying to do what he thinks is best will work out in this situation and in this day and age. Fascinating guy. Anyway, we'll be back with more in just a minute. There are only two things you've got to do in life. Raise some hell. And stay tuned to the Growing Boulder Radio Show.